the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Andrew Hofkamp. That was like that was a Hofkamp-style introduction there. Seriously. With, uh, that, that, yeah. Very much so. so. I was a little uh, loud. I'm glad to know yeah, that you're taking, after, you're taking notes after the episodes you missed on how to improve your introduction. So, well done. Uh, but how's it going, guys? I feel like we've all missed some episodes recently. Kevin Reynolds. I am happy to be here. And we have a guest tonight with us, a, a oh. br- bourbon brother, stepbrother of the pod. Is that what we're calling him? Colin Creamer. Hello there. <laughs> very Obi-Wan of you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, that was actually very... I didn't hate it. good impression, actually. Yeah, I've been practicing good. all day. I'm not even joking. Now you have to sound <laughs> like Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Colin's That's like, it. I was going to bring one thing to the podcast, and it was an Obi-Wan impression of hello there, and I didn't prep anything else that we talked about, So, uh, but I hope you all liked the yeah, thing. Yeah, Colin can log off now. <laughs> See you later, Colin. <laughs> Colin is joining us because Jacob is in another state. Hilton, Hilton Head. Head? Hilton Head. Which That's is Flynn where? City in <laughs> South Carolina. That's by my count. Right. Okay, good. I was borders which ocean down a tree for the win. Um, the Atlantic. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Those are, got those it. are, those nice. are the kind of softball okay. geography questions that Flynn came in. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacob is is near the Atlantic Ocean allegedly, um, doing some music and uh, making some money allegedly, uh, and I am apartment sitting for him. Um, so every time I can go over to his house, any if anyone wants to come raid his apartment, let me know because uh, I have the key, the only key to his apartment um, for the next month or so. So if anyone wants just a free place to live, shout us out. Kevin, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> That's a great thing. Okay, awesome. Awkwardly staring at me. Thank you. <laughs> Well, yeah, we were waiting to see weird. where you were going, and it turns out nowhere. We were going nowhere you, with that. I was going nowhere. I was I was wanting you to save me, but I, uh, it didn't happen. We going that's nowhere. great. I'm having chicken cock. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, um, can can it be both? I don't know, but that's what it says. <laughs> um, it says Wait, is that is cock are, cock. They, are they all chickens? But like like all roosters and the chicken is the whole thing. But then you have hens and and cocks. Oh gosh, I don't know. There are chickens only females. Roosters are a thing, aren't they? <laughs> They're real. Don't. That's for sure. Yes, <laughs> it has a rooster on the it has a rooster on the bottle. I'm gonna it say might. chicken can be both male or female. Can we rank? What is the what is the family that that like like cats are feline? What is the chicken family? The, one of the oldest bourbon brands in the United States, Chicken Cock, was established in 1856 in Paris, Bourbon County, Kentucky. Uh, seven decades later, it was a staple of Prohibition-era speakeasies, including the world-famous Cotton Club, known as the Famous Old Brand. Chicken Cock died off after World War II, but has now returned to its rightful place in the pantheon of great American heritage whiskeys. Learn more at chickencockwhiskey.com. Um, 
honestly, yes, the name is slightly comical, but I grabbed it because um, it was the bottle at the store that I hadn't tried yet, so I thought it would be worth it. It was not overly expensive. It is a 90-proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, so you know it's at least two years old. I know nothing else about its mash bill or age statement. I guess I could go to chickencockwhiskey.com and learn more about it, but I have not done so. Um, so the best thing I can tell you about it is that it's tasty, and um, the bottle has a very cool little uh, pattern on it, and there's several different roosters throughout, both etched in the the bottle itself and in the is, label. Is this is the is kind of hard-hitting bourbon that you come here for? <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say I'm learning a lot more than I expected about chicken cock. <laughs> Is it from the same distillery as Fighting Cock? Because that, that's also a bourbon. Um, remember when I read you all of the things on the bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Flynn. I've had Fighting Cock. I didn't Come like it. Come prepared to a podcast once, Kevin. Jesus. Hove Camp, what are you drinking? Uh, so at Pretty's rehearsal dinner, uh, good friend of the pod, Colin Kramer, slid into my pocket unannounced and uninvited uh, a whiskey. And I'm drinking that today. So, Colin, what is that? You want to enlighten us again? It's uh, Eagle Rare Single Barrel. And the reason that I, that is the consumption. Did you do yard work? I planted nine mountain mints, six foxglove beer tongues, five purple cone flowers, four prairie drop seed, four blazing stars, four cardinal flowers, two shrubby St. John dwarfs, one service berry, two black flag irises, one burst edge, one water lily, five stems of horn wort, and my columbine is blooming. And a partridge <laughs> in a pear tree. <laughs> Uh, the last ones of those are in my wildlife whiskey barrel pond that I have created as well. So, happy Eagle Rare to me. Colin? That's fun. What you I hope that people were listening at 1.5 speed to that. <laughs> also, I found out that uh, with there's uh, one of the things I planted, if you guys weren't paying close attention, it's Foxglove Beer Tongues. And if you say that like you are fighting aliens in Independence Day, it is very fun. Foxglove! Beard tongues! And then you act like you're firing a missile, but you're really just dropping a plant to the ground. All right. I want to move on now. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Huffcamp, I do have a question for and you. I was the awkward one. Right. Huffcamp, what is my favorite alcoholic beverage besides bourbon? Gin and tonic. Well, this is going poorly. Uh, that I, I drink it on New Year's. Champagne. There you go. So what I'm drinking today... <laughs> Is it's from Huber's. It's a single barrel that's finished in champagne barrels. And it is absolutely delightful. I can taste the bubbles and the basic coming out of it, and it makes me happy. I feel like you can't get mad that I said gin and tonic. You drink those a lot. I do, but I, I expected more. <laughs> I really expected more. It's 104 proof. And I forgot to say what I was drinking. Yeah, and no, why I'm we drinking. were a little bit weirded out by you not doing that. <laughs> Whatever, guys. We haven't recorded in like a month. Uh, no, I'm so planning a lot. I am, drinking, <laughs> I am drinking Old Pepper Distillery Finest Kentucky Oak Bourbon. I'm drinking this uh, because I bought this bottle um, a couple weeks ago while we were at, in Lexington for one Colin Creamer's bachelor party where we went to a few distilleries, one of those being Old Pepper Distilling in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, it was funny because we all go up and we're all like, you know, I'm going to get a, a flight of the bourbons that we have that you have here. Um, and Hofkamp, did you get a nice flight or did you get the normal flight? 
got a, uh, you got a bad the guy was was I I walked up with Kevin and you know what it's really hit or miss. Okay. Sometimes sometimes when you walk yeah, up to so, a place with Kevin, you're gonna get the best in the secret stuff, and sometimes the guy's gonna be like, "This guy's a dick," and he's just gonna hand you yep. the shitty flight, and that's what happened on this. Occasion. So that's what happened. So <laughs> so he said we have a flight. Uh, it's twenty dollars, and so they they each get four you know tasters of whiskey. Colin and I walk up and they and I said, "Does that include your finest Kentucky Oak bottle that you have over there?" And she said, "No, that's our top tier flight." I said, how much is that? And she goes, $5 more than the bottom tier flight. And I said, I'll take the top tier flight then. Mm. So Colin and I had a fantastic time sampling whiskeys, and Hove Camp and, and Kevin had a very normal time sampling it, whiskeys. It's a lot of open. So I bought one of those. Rye. It's a lot of rye whiskeys. Yes. And that's not yes, very it is, a, it is heavy, heavy rye. This one's double oaked, um, and it has extra air aged, air seasoned staves. I don't know. A lot of places claim that the the longer you let your staves uh, season in the in the air, uh, the 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 deeper the flavor is going to be. And so some places don't let it age at all. Some do it for six months. This I guess does it for twenty four months before making the barrel. I don't think it makes a difference. Some places think it, think it makes a difference, um, but it's it's quite good. It's very oaky actually. So um, it's double barrel. It's 104 proof, and I very much enjoy it. My favorite part of the experience was when the guy was like, "Oh, the best. My favorite one is this batch 69. You're gonna love the batch 69." And then he didn't give us the batch 69. He gave us two others. Very 43 deliberately. And 44. Yeah. Very really deliberately. He did not like you two. I asked very specifically, which of those batches is your favorite? He said 69. I said, nice. And then he said, you're getting 43. <laughs> I was like, what in the conversation makes you think I would not want 69? <laughs> I think it was just because someone was pouring 69 for someone else. It was weird. Um, and It was. And, it was very And 69 weird. was also, the best. He gave it to someone else, and it was better than ours. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, yeah. It was quite good. It was quite good. Uh, Flynn, I did look it up. Fighting Cock is a different distillery entirely from Chicken Cock. Chicken cock only makes good. chicken cock, but there's about seven different labels of chicken cock. There's Did you Google chicken cock? Really good. I I went to <laughs> I went to the one that said on the bottle chickencockwhiskey.com. Hopefully you put whiskey. Yeah, with an ey. <laughs> well, now I got. What are we doing tonight? If I Google chicken cock. <laughs> uh, Hope Camp, don't you have a quick question for us or something? Oh, yeah, chicken cock with you. Whiskey tonight. comes up when you. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna play a new Google. thing that's sort of like nerd debate, and then we're gonna rank balls. So, Hope Camp, what's your? <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> uh, you let me interrupt that urgent agenda with a quick question. Um, <laughs> this came up because of a couple of different things, but I thought it would be nice, and I gave you guys some time to talk because I feel like this is a good time to vent on this one. Punchable faces, um, characters real life people who's got that face that you just need that just needs to be struck by a closed fist um and for me and i won't necessarily i'll I'll go last whatever but like for me it's not like it's not like an evil person it's not you don't want voldemort doesn't have the punchable face he's just the big bad guy um but it's someone that like for me you just they deserve to be hit in the face and you know that when you hit him in the face they will do nothing and it will be the first time that someone has actually struck them in the face. And that, to me, it's like that entitled, just like, you are the worst. Someone needs to drop you down a peg and tell you that you're not really what you think you are, or that you're just a bad person, or that you're just an asshole. Um, and it was because I was watching Aston Villa play Manchester United, and Bruno Fernandez was on the other side of the pitch. 
and he's got the punch very, in the face, very dives in the box, the lays down all the time, and he's very good at soccer. Um, and he just he acts like he's outmatched, and he gets hurt, and that's the only way he can succeed. And he's just a piece of just you want to hit him in the face, and you know that he's the kind of soccer player that, while as physically fit as he can be, you strike him in the face, and he'll be like, "Ow, why did you do that?" And, and it's just going to make everything better. So I, I'm curious who you guys need to strike in the face. Colin, I, I'll let you go first. All right. So I do want to start that I, when researching this, I asked Taryn, <laughs> my fiance, for all the worldwide listeners here, um, who would, who, what first comes to mind when a punchable face? And without hesitation, she said Kevin. And yeah, that I, makes sense. Ouch. I, checks yeah, out. Checks out. We can we can end the we can end the segment. <laughs> I now. That, very that's nice the correct answer. For her recently. And, <laughs> I think that that's just rude. But it gets better because then I asked her. <laughs> and we actually we actually asked her, and she was like, "It's that little kid in Home Alone. What's his name?" And I was like, "Kevin, the little kid in Home Alone." So yeah, she just really hates Kevin's. Good. Good. What's the punch? So is it is it Macaulay Culkin or Kevin? Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Okay. So, like the whole actor, all yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. his life. Should, okay. Yeah. Interesting. But is that your, that, is that, is that who too. you're going yeah, with? He does. No, definitely not. But I just wanted <laughs> to share because I thought it'd be funny. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. So the the person that instantly came to mind was at first Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, but then I realized there's someone worse, and that is the orderly in the nursing home, which that's his actual title, but Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller? Yes, absolutely. In that movie, he deserves to be punched That's not in the a punchable. face. That's not a punchable face. He gets thrown out of a window. He yeah. deserves that. He if, also if does he... get punched in the face. Sometimes yes. that almost disqualifies you. Once you do get the strike you deserve, like Jeremy Jam, See, he gets hit in the face, and it, it's satisfying, and you get your reward. See, the I left face it. Is the one that you know he hasn't been struck, but, but he should be. I left it wanting more. I wanted to be that person, and I felt robbed that someone took it from me. Uh, I think he had some of the best quotes in the movie, and I'm really oh, yeah. happy that he exists. I mean, no, he was, a, he was great in the movie. I'm just saying. We're still talking about Happy Gilmore. I don't remember this. God damn it, Flynn. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it'll come back up later. <laughs> Flynn, who are you punching? <laughs> um, well, real people, I'm a, I'm a big... NBA fan, as I've talked about, and the NBA playoffs are currently happening. Uh, the Lakers uh, just defeated the Memphis Grizzlies in a best-of-seven series, and Dylan Brooks is about the most punchable face of any NBA player ever. You sent a picture, um, he just looks he like is, a dude. Yeah, you just don't know what he does. Like It's it's, <laughs> it's an aura, it's a mindset, it's a mentality. Does he play that basketball? I just want to punch this dude in the barely he's not good at basketball but he talks a lot of trash um for being bad at basketball and then when he loses he just stops talking like he wouldn't talk to the media after they lost embarrassingly and uh people clowned him for it and then um he did it again and so he's one of those guys that talks when he's when he's winning and then immediately stops talking and gets all pissy when he loses that pisses me off i'm like if you want to talk fine just talk when you're losing too um you know talk shit uh another one is a fictional character um nate from uh from ted lasso have you been have you been watching his, season his... three 
so I'm like halfway through season three and they're trying okay. to make Nate redeemable and, and stuff. And I'm like, he's just not to me. He just, he okay. just came, comes out of nowhere and he just hates for no reason. I mean, I just don't, I don't get his character arc either, but he had, he just has a very punchable face. It is me. a weird, after all the stuff he did, it's a weird character arc, but he does yeah. not deserve to be punched it in the face. To me. He's just struggling. I, hmm. I go back and forth. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, Kevin, who are you striking? Michelle Tanner from Full House. Um, she's just she she got too many hugs. Is that the Olsen twins? Yeah. <laughs> you just what? <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. I uh... picking on someone your own size, eh? <laughs> Dave, Dave Coulier um, might actually are be you an kidding? Answer from Full House. No, I, no, I I, <laughs> I I am kidding. I think all the Full House characters are great. Um, I I I started to think. Um, one of the things that's interesting, so uh, the first time we ever recorded uh, the failed fantasy football podcast that we did one time incorrectly and then pivoted entirely to Bourbon and Brothers, um, I said on that recording that the most punchable face in sports is Trevor Lawrence. I really can't stand that guy at all. Um, at the time, that's I was mad. Quarterback. He's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> At the time, I was mad because the Jets had just lost out on getting him as the quarterback of their future, um, and I was so. Now I is was, it Zach Wilson? I was fine to settle on the, the consolation prize of Justin Fields. Um, and uh, anyway, um, in fiction, I think that the TV show House has the most punchable villains in all of TV history. Um, Edward Vogler and uh, Michael Tritter are both the two main um, uh, characters, the antagonists in the first couple of seasons. I thought, and they I thought the antagonists are, of that show were like diseases. Germs and stuff? No. Um, and in some ways, House is himself, okay. you know, his own worst enemy. But um, those two are, if you're a House fan, you're listening, you're like, oh, yeah, we hate those guys. Um, <laughs> yes. In terms of a good guy who's punchable, I like how he bleeped himself out, but still said the word, so we still have to go deep in. I don't know how this Riverside thing works. Um, and then, and then, um, I think, I think Ted Mosby is the most uninteresting oh, character yeah. in one of the best television shows ever. And you just want to hit him. You want to hit him the entire time. And it, like, it would be. It's funny when Marshall gets slapped. It would be heartwarming to watch someone put a crater in the side of Ted Mosby's face most of the time when he's talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recognize that people on this podcast have said I am the most Ted Mosby of this podcast, and so I just want to own that for a moment. Well, that was my that was today's quick question. Uh, the other answers I had, real quick, were Denethor, and I think the actual correct answer is Martin Shkreli, the Pharma Bro. Um, so that's like the full correct answer to that. Um, oh, McMurray anyway. as well. What? <laughs> McMurray's, yeah, McMurray's a piece of shit. He's fine. No, McMurray <laughs> fine. backs everyone up in a fight. That's someone that will hit you back and you will lose. That is not a punchable <laughs> face. The punchable yeah. face is the one that you need to strike because he deserves it, and that's the end of it. <laughs> um, anyway, let's do whatever we're doing next. Are we ranking balls first? No, it's next. Um, no, no, I think we're going to do the... Uh, the... the Nerd debate, basically. It's basically nerd debate. I was under the impression right now. Nerd debate. I was under the impression that we were trying to find consensus, and Colin was going to be our consensus, sir. 
No. Yes. Here's how it's this is going to go. No, it's basically he's all-time judge. Yeah. yeah. Colin is all-time judge. This nerd debate is going to be different than what we've typically done in the past because we have a guest, and while he is listener and um, current and future spouse of a listener and is knows exactly how this goes, we are um, going to set him up on this pedestal. We have challenged um, Colin to, to come up with um, three different categories of sports. Um, we don't know what, what we don't know which ones he's chosen. He's got three. We don't know the sports, but we are prepared to argue of each sport what is the pinnacle best sports movie. And we will each Flynn, uh, Hovkamp, myself. We will spend time um, putting forth a movie. A movie cannot be put forth more than once. And then Colin will tell us who wins. And it will be an interesting way to do nerd debate in a way we've never done it before. So, Colin, I will then turn it over to you. You can talk about your thought process, or you could just say a sport. We'll just start. But you will set the order. So, you must set yep. the order in which we will go. So, you can All say right. sport and then three names. Each, each round. You okay. can do this in four words each time. I'm debating <laughs> who want to do that. No. I'm going to start with probably. The most obvious one I would choose. And we're going to start with football on here. Uh, we're going to start with Hub Camp, then Kevin, and then Flynn. You may begin. How many seconds do we have? Uh, 316. Uh, the answer to <laughs> the football Don't movie give Kevin that. of all time <laughs> is Rudy. And you might say, Hope Camp, of you're a Notre Dame fan. That's Rudy. obviously what you're going to say. And the answer is yes, obviously, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to choose Rudy. But it is, I mean, like, it's Rudy is the underdog story. There is, like, when you are describing underdog stories, you talk about Rudy. It's just Rudy. It's Rudy. It's Rudy. It's Rudy. He went on to be Samwise Gamgee as well, but that's not neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the, the. Your Honor, relevant. Tonight, <laughs> the, the speech um, to get him back in there, his his tenacity, the the way they capture Notre Dame, um, the story they tell is both enriching. The football is is top notch, and then again, it's just it melts your heart in ways that fo- other football movies won't do. Um, certainly not the ones that uh, that you guys are going to pick because it's it's just a small guy that everyone can cheer for, going to the biggest and best school in the country and making his moment count and that's and it's told in a very special and skillful way rudy is excellent uh rudy is excellent it is not the ultimate underdog story though and here's why because what rudy was overcoming was being a white dude born in south bend indiana and uh, a better underdog story is a guy named herman boone getting hired to be a head football coach of the first integrated school in um, AAA ball in um, in a southern state, and and he's only ever coached at the AA level. And if he loses a single game, he gets fired. He's moved his entire family into a place where if he loses a single game, he gets fired. And instead of making it about, I'm going to make sure we win all the games so that me and my family have security, he instead solves racism in Virginia using the Titans. Yes. And so... The football in the movie is excellent. The music in the movie that's around the football is excellent. Both the practice sequences and in the um, 
the game sequences, the Gary Bertier point, the left side, strong side. And then the most important conversation that happens in the movie is the attitude reflect leadership captain conversation, which shows why sports are important for young people because they set up peer-to-peer leadership moments where real learning can happen. It's a fantastic movie. Rudy is also good, but if you're going to use the argument that it's the best underdog story, it's not. It's, now, high school versus college. Say. Hey, 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 you had your time. High school versus college are different things, and I understand. But in general, Remember the Titans is a better rated and appropriately so movie than Rudy. It's not an underdog story when you bring in. Stop. 50% we're, we're not debating people. right there now. Is no this debate. Is a debate and it's how it works. Camp. I'm going to mute you. He's got, um, he's got two All Americans on defense. He's not the <laughs> underdog. He's got the best team in the state. Kevin already took too much you time. Don't know I'm going to set a timer work, next Kevin. time. All right, let's talk about underdogs. I know how, how about short a swamp white people work monster more than you do. from Louisiana called The Water Boy. Okay? This comes out of nowhere. Okay, okay. others are playing football. They've played football in their lives. He hasn't. He has come out of nowhere. Um, he is from in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana. He goes just to be a water boy on this college team, and then he blows up. He becomes the next football star. It is inspirational. It is just motivational. It, it, it's one of the most impactful sports movies of our time. The water what a, what a if, weird if strategy had, to argue the water boy as an underdog story in this debate. If you, if you had, if you had Flynn chooses the water boy as the best football movie of all time on your bingo card, congratulations. There were some other options that we just blew right past. I had Rudy and Remember the Titans, and my actual, the other one that I was going to pick was Jerry Maguire. I was going to say, I've decided, and though... The Water Boy's great, and Flynn, you're very inspirational. And Hubcamp, thank you. I do love Rudy. There's one clear winner. It's Remember the Titans. It's not. It's just the Disney version. Also, isn't the real Rudy like a piece of shit? Well, because the movie was so successful, he often will allow you to buy him drinks at a bar. That's what I've. That's what I've been told. I don't actually know. Um, Pretty sure there's some problematic stuff in his life too. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that. Spoiler don't alert, he's either. coming to Hubcamp's bachelor party. I've already told <laughs> him. Uh, <laughs> so just set your expectations as high as possible for how this weekend's going to go. You don't want to talk about, about underdogs. He only has two All-Americans on the team, and he's the best coach in the world. It's not an underdog right. story. We're going to move on to the second category before things heat up more. Uh, racing. And we're going to start with Flynn. Go to Kevin. And then Hope Camp. Racing. Betty picks. Bet Flynn picks Talladega Nights. Racing anything? <laughs> yeah. My Both list. Talladega w- Nights and Chariots of Fire count in the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was racing. racing. I, I said racing. horses or cars, but I think anything. Bicycles count if you wanted to do breaking away. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, racing. Who's up first? All right. Here I am. And then I am. So here, here's a story about someone who has always been painted as the villain. It, it's someone ah, that this is what has, I was do. has quite literally always been a villain in their story. Fast forward to someone that was cheated out of out of championships and glory by a a uh, an overbearing, overpowerful. Um, person in this in this in this arena they call life um 
and it's called Wreck-It Ralph. And it is a fantastic film. It's about racing. Um, the, uh, Penelope Von Schweetz is one of those characters that you love. She's kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It, to me, it's kind of like Meg from, uh, from Hercules. It's like she's kind of a jerk, but at the same time, you kind of love her. Wreck-It Ralph really redeems himself. He, he, he forms a family. Um, and uh, it's, it's one of those movies that is just heartfelt. And you're, you're remember it the first time you saw it. I actually saw it in Hovecamp's living room the morning after we went to the Katy Perry concert for the first time, and I just remember watching that with Hovecamp's mom, and it being a delight. Wait, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first time I ever saw Wreck-It Ralph was in your, your living room after we went to see the Katy Perry concert. Yeah, you were in bed, and I watched Wreck-It Ralph with your mom, and it was fantastic. Wait, wait, so I was not also watching Wreck-It Ralph. It's just you and my mom No, no. Coffee you were in Disney bed movie. still. Love it. Yep, Excellent. it was great. It was no great. notes. <laughs> that, amazing. <laughs> Hubcamp, you're oh, up next. Um, good job, Flynn. That's a compliment. The so Wreck It Ralph was the one I thought that I was going to end up Weird picking because no one else was going to pick. Um, <laughs> yes, I stole it. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so so uh, I didn't think it was going to win. I thought it'd be funny to do, and I just see you went right with it. Uh, but speaking of complimenting, uh, Kevin one time texted me, "Excellent job." when it was not appropriate because I wasn't doing a job that was worthy of excellent. And it really felt like he wanted to compliment you, but had already met his quota. And so he's like, I got to text. He's like, I got to get it out. And he just texted me. Excellent job. Instead of building up your, your ego at work. So um, there may have been something you did recently, Flynn, that was worthy of a compliment. If you didn't get it, I got it instead. No, <laughs> I haven't really done anything lately. Um, but you know, I used to drag here back in high school. And it's exactly a quarter mile to that railroad track. And the Fast and the Furious is what I'm going to go with here. Um, it spawned ten movies. No one ever thought that was going to happen. The racing that occurs in it is just chef's kiss. It's a just a, an amazing action movie that really sparked so many other and unnecessary movies but then maybe uh more necessary movies and very i don't know family and it's just honestly it's such an enjoyable movie and is are there better options to pick sure kevin's gonna probably claim that he has the best movie on here based on you know critics and shit uh but if you look at your heart it's the fast and the furious that gives you the most joy and just for clarity it's the first one yes the first one the fourth one would obviously be fast and furious and that's not at all what i said (laughs) <laughs> not to be confused with the fast and the furious because that's also a different movie that's like number five or no something. that is what i said fast five is number five the fast and the furious is the first movie then it goes too fast too furious isn't it then fast, it's fast and, and furious oh, Tokyo isn't Drift. there also a movie called and furious. fast and furious i yeah, just that's went through that of. i just said that and then you went through with your thing like you weren't even listening to me he was um, not. which really hurts me <laughs> You know, I'm going to go through them all Can't now. Help. It's The Fast and the Furious, no, Too Fast, Too don't. Furious, Tokyo Drift, <laughs> Fast and Furious, Fast Five. I don't, actually don't know. Is it Fast Six? They do Fast Six like they were going to do in order? No. Uh, no. no. Furious is one of them. I, got, I lost track. The Fate of the Furious. The Fate of the Furious. Which was number seven, randomly. <laughs> Kevin, tell us why we're wrong. 
William Shakespeare wrote a play called The Twelfth Night. The Twelfth Night was later, in, on February 16th of 2001, a movie adaptation of The Twelfth Night was released on the Disney Channel. And I have previously tried to explain to this group why this movie is incredible, and it got some serious hate during the DCOM's ranking. So let me just say, the greatest racing movie of all time is Motocrossed. Motocrossed is the story when Andrew... Hold on, hold on. I am on your side about Motocross at the DCOM, and I do not appreciate you lumping me in with the Motocross haters. I'm going to pull up my list right now. I bet it was in the top three. Hope Camp's the only one that takes notes historically. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, was I against or for it? I don't remember. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever Kevin's memory is, he has lumped me in like we weren't on the same side. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Kevin makes up slights against himself all the time. Director Steve Boyan go on with put together this beautiful story of a brother racer who's already the apple of his father's eye who then has an injury, and then Andrea, because this, this family named their, their son and daughter Andrew and Andrea, the twins, uh, she enrolls as Andy um, as the motocross rider, and she has a, you know, a fantastic story arc where she you know, meets some different people, learns how to ride better. Um, her father then goes and replaces her with this French rider, which is totally ripped off, in uh, Talladega Nights, uh, Talladega Nights was just a giant ripoff of of motocross. We all know this, which is just an adaptation of a Shakespearean play. Motocross is just a wonderful movie. You can get it in and out in under ninety minutes. It's just it's just absolutely fantastic, and you're on the edge of your seat the entire time. Is she gonna win? Is she gonna get found out? It's it's just it's just beautiful. It's excellent. Will Dean still love her when she does get found out? Not at first. <laughs> so, it sounds like motocross is very emotional, but I can't choose a movie I've never seen, Kevin. What? So, Whoa! Oh, <laughs> that means How the it's down tables. to two. And the last is a, a movie that I love and a memory that I love. And that one is Wrecked Ralph, by far. Yeah, such a good movie. I enjoy every moment of it. it. Gives you that arcade throwback. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It is. Good. What's our next topic? Basketball. It's our last topic. Mm. Basketball. Yes, and we're gonna start with uh, Kevin, Hubcamp, and then Flynn. This kind of this makes things interesting because if he's not gonna choose a movie he's never seen. Do you have to now think, has has Colin seen this movie before you choose it and debate it? This is very tough. This is a tough one. I like a lot of basketball movies. Um, I like a lot of I basketball movies. I found out I movies. didn't like a lot of basketball movies. I am going to go on a limb. They're objectively the best sports I'm movies. I'm going to just say... He's picking air, bud. It's Space Jam. Space Jam is the best basketball <laughs> movie of all time. With LeBron? You've got... You've got a, there was only one I still haven't Jam. seen it. It's... I love LeBron and I love Space Jam. I still haven't seen it. Well done. <laughs> it's just horrendous. Space Jam. 
does so many incredible things. It it brings Michael Jordan in in a very topical way out of this situation where they make fun of him retiring, being bad at baseball, and then coming back to basketball. And they make it as if the Looney Tunes were the reason why it happened. Um, they added characters into the Looney Tune universe and Lola Bunny and then these aliens. Um, they they brought you back to, to childhood. Um, I think Jock Jams was basically launched by the the first Space Jam movie coming out because everybody got um, enthralled with all of the different songs that were in the intro montage that is the first 20 minutes of Space Jam. And it, especially about... R. Kelly. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who yeah. sings uh, I Believe I Can Fly in that movie. He does. He does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. He does. Listen, listen, listen. I feel like I was interrupted, and that was rude. I think Space Jam... You were over your time anyway. Is amazing. I shouldn't have to explain why Space Jam is perfect. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Also, the reason that's, that he comes out of retirement is at the end of the movie, all of the guys that had their talents taken and then given back were like, he can't play anymore, he can't play anymore. And then Wayne Knight says, only one way to find out. And that's what prompts it, not... The, it, not Bugs Bunny saying you should do it. Is it? It's clearly it's clearly is Newman. It, anyway, it, the best it, movie, and I'm in, I'm probably it. going to lose this because I don't know that Colin has seen it. It's White Men Can't Jump. Um, it is the best basketball movie. Street ball with um, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, and I mean they they're just hustling and they're just hustling, and it's I mean the the movie is absolutely incredible. It's hilarious. The basketball's awesome. Their dynamic is awesome. They're like best friends that just come from different walks of life because he's Woody Harrelson's just like the white guy in the black area of the playground, and they pick him because he's the chump. And Wesley Snipes is so good, but he's actually really good at basketball. Um, and everything that happens along the way is absolutely fantastic. So, uh, Colin, you might not have seen it, and that might uh, disqualify me, but you should see it because it is the best basketball movie. Um, and I will not stand for whatever Flynn says to be better than that there are some fantastic basketball movies love and basketball joanna man air bud luck of the irish all of those are are ridiculous basketball movies it might have been the most um, state I've ever what's heard. the one where Whoopi goldberg coaches the knicks like <laughs> <laughs> mike i actually don't know no like uh, mike like mike zero there's a there's a movie where Whoopi goldberg coaches hang the on knicks. you're about making to, my argument for like me mike. because i'm making it for like Mike. Great. Like Mike is starring <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow stars in Like Mike. He is an orphan that finds a pair of tennis Angels shoes in the hanging from. Yeah, he, he finds some tennis shoes uh, hanging here. from um, a, uh, uh, a power line. Uh, once power he puts line. these shoes on, he gets the powers and the skill of Michael Jordan. Uh, and so he makes it to the NBA as like a 12-year-old kid. He gets adopted, but for all for all the wrong reasons, he finds love with real family, right? He got adopted like he for gets the he, wrong reasons. It is a yeah, ripoff of Angels in the Outfield and Rookie of the Year. They yeah, just he, combine those two movies and put it in basketball. We're it's all a, aware. it's absolutely terrible. We're all it's, aware. This and is it's a, a better take. version of both of those movies. You can get like Mike out is of fantastic. Here. I don't want to hear another <laughs> word from you the whole rest of the damn evening. <laughs> <laughs> This is a preview Excuse of what me, the live the episode was like when, when uh, we did baseball I, movies and Hub Camp did not have I have time. the floor. Uh, <laughs> take it away. So, so, as a kid, I just wished 
that I could have those powers. That that was one of my dreams. Uh, it was was to be like Mike, and so um, I I uh, I think that that is one of the best uh, basketball movies of all time, and obviously does the storylines better than any. Flynn's like, hey, the movies Coach Carter and Hoosiers exist. Let me go with uh, like Mike, which is basically. He's just like, you know what? Let me let me take that back. It's the music video for "That's How I Beat Shaq" by Aaron Carter. Um, R.I.P. Uh, I mentioned does, Jawana does Kazam, Man, which is a very Kazam problematic count? movie as well. Kazam's a great. Shaq is, Shaq is in Kazam, so does Kazam count as a but basketball movie? But he's not. Because no, player? because he doesn't you know play Kazam. basketball. No. <laughs> No, Kazam doesn't count. He he makes it rain cheeseburgers. Colin, welcome uh, to the podcast. Uh, Colin, <laughs> who, who wins here. this argument of ridiculous things? So, okay, if you're right, I haven't seen that movie. And I apologize for that. So I can't choose it. So it's Michael Jordan versus Michael Jordan. And it's going to be the one that also inspired me, Flynn. Made me really dream big on what I could achieve. And it's without without question, Space Jams. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank because it's much. just the right it's the right choice. <laughs> it's, I really right wanted choice. it's uh, I wanted to choose like Mike, but my heart said I no. Know. So, my heart said no. I know. So we I I feel like Colin picked three categories and we chose three movies that do fit the categories. <laughs> to, argue, to argue that they were the three best movies to debate, <laughs> I think I honestly think White Men Can't Jump is the closest to the actual best movie of any of the categories we debated. And if uh, you, think, so if you no. think that that was absurd, get ready because now we're going to rank balls. This podcast is rank. Kevin, you want to introduce balls? I, I think, uh, sure. Um, and I will hear no other. I will hear no other arguments against it. At some point, someone, I think it was Flynn, said, "What if we ranked balls?" And um, we had some other really interesting ideas that we might come back to. But Huffcamp and I immediately said, "Oh yeah, that's absolutely what we're going to do." I don't actually um, recall jumping in on this, but. Yeah, no, you, you did. You jumped in. You you uh, you probably liked a message. Oh wait, no, you have an Android. You can't do that. Um, uh, I'm gonna yeah, like I a text from you. Or I'm gonna like a text in the chat right now. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> here's what I have to say about this. All balls count. Okay, this is like when we ranked bobs or used. Uh, we made a bobs sled of bobs. Uh, all balls count. All balls are on the table. This is not a. Um, uh, uh, oh, what was uh, we ranked birds and Flynn tried to do Larry Bird. In, in this case, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. If we're ranking birds, yeah. so all balls count. All balls oh, yeah. are on the table. All right. And so we're gonna just we're gonna open that up. Colin gets to participate this time. The four of us each have a challenge and a veto card. Um, Colin, you are the guest. You're gonna go first, and you're gonna set the order that follows you. We cannot wait to hear what is the greatest ball of all time. And what's what's going to be all the chaos that will follow? Let's let's rank some balls. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to start with the order, just before we jump into the shenanigans. It's going to be obviously myself, obviously. Hove Camp, Flynn, okay. and Doctor League Champion as this. I would like to know your reasoning behind picking. Yeah, it you that did way. say that. He said obviously, so it should be obvious. I don't know what you're missing. 
I look most like a ball, so I feel like I should go second. Denied. All right, the greatest ball (laughs) of all time. He's seen Hoofcamp's balls more, probably, so that's probably why. I I, I, I played organized competitive. I played with an organized competitive ball. Yeah, I got notes, obviously. All right, cool. Is probably one of the most common balls out there, especially when we're talking to sports. It's the world's game. It's a soccer ball. It's used, you give it to a two-year-old, you give it to, it's played in the, the largest viewed sporting event in the world. It's a soccer ball. There's no question about it. I feel like there's some questions about it. Well? I'm going to challenge with the bourbon ball, because this oh, is a yeah. bourbon oh, podcast. Yeah. And I we can, drink I bourbon. Side, I side with Hubcamp, the bourbon ball. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the chaos. I don't care about soccer, and I like chocolate and bourbon. You um, have woefully there is no narrowed, alcohol you've narrowed your in focus there. too much if you think that we are yeah. doing sports balls on this. <laughs> there might be some, but like, I about be the ones. one or two might sneak in. No. Yeah. 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 All right. Hope Camp, you're up next Can't with wait. number two. Can't wait. Bourbon ball number one. That's a great pick. I'm so proud of you. It is. Um, it is. So I'm actually going to flip my two and three right here on the spot. And number two is the Lucille ball. Oh, I love that. She was oh, number three yeah, for absolutely. me too. But I'm, I'm happy um, with that. Lucille ball. Absolutely. Great pick. Really 100%. great pick. 100%. Enough said. I love Lucy. Absolutely. I love Lucy. Lucy's number two. Behind only bourbon. It's the only thing that could be better than Lucille ball. Fair. Fair. Um, I'm going to go with one of the most iconic um, uh scenes in in cinematic history uh, i'm gonna go with the yule ball from harry potter challenge cinderella's ball mm. it's really honestly on my ball. list on my list was ball dance so i, was, I didn't i was gonna make all of the like a ball this is not a situation narrowing that focus well i was thinking like like in uh what is that in yes man where jim carrey's like every pretty girl deserves to go to a ball i was gonna rank that that ball (laughs) well that's not up for debate what's up for not up for debate so let's get prince's ball that cinderella goes to where she loses the glass slipper against the yule ball from harry potter uh state your cases please yeah well, the Yule Ball from Harry Potter took some great kids and gave them a chance to go to a dance. The ball in Cinderella offers this fairy godmother shows up to allow this poor, underappreciated, abused stepdaughter to go and live a wonderful experience for, for just one night. And yet... She loses a glass slipper, and it turns into a life-changing event for somebody who absolutely deserves it. Um, you know, maybe we ranked it 10 out of 10 inappropriately in our rankings of, of Disney animated classics. And illegally, but, based on our but, system. And illegally. And illegally. <laughs> but uh, Cinderella's ball is a very important ball in all of the ball's history. The Yule Ball sets up a lot of character development within the Harry Potter universe. Um, it sets up that um, it does, because because Hermione ends up going with Victor Crumb, which causes a lot of strife with Ron, um, who then ignores his date. He sucks. Drags Harry into it. Weird. Um, and ignores his date. Um, and, and Hermione has a fantastic time. Also... 
in the movie. We get to see uh, Emma Watson in that ball gown that makes her look beautiful, and so that's that's a that's a plus uh, for for growing up as a. I don't want to hear uh, this movie Yule Ball talk. Talk to me about the book Yule Ball if you want to win this. Isn't she <laughs> playing like a fourteen year old? She is a fortune. Um, it, it also, <laughs> it, it's also one of the only times that that it mentions in canon uh, that all, <clears throat> that there are wizard and witch only uh, bands that are broadcast over the radio, and so they 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 listen to the radio, and that's one of the only times that it gets mentioned. That's just one of those little pieces of of um, of lore that. Is is kind of overlooked that that they have very specific bands that they listen to. Um, it's it's kind of uh, assumed, but it, it's actually confirmed with the Yule Ball. Are you suggesting that they listen to the radio at the Yule Ball? No, I'm saying okay. that 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 they know who this band is because of the radio. Okay. I'm very confident because they don't have answer. the internet. They don't have computers. That... Colin, I'm going to let you go first because I have lots of opinions, it's, and I don't know it, which one I'm going to pick. It's Cinderella's ball. No question. I'm so mad at the way Flynn debated the Yule Ball. <laughs> oh, he did a terrible job. That's also part of it. I mean, he left out, like, Rita Skeeter in uh, as as a Beatle eavesdropping on Hagrid. And Hagrid and, and uh, um, Max and Maxime, yeah. She, he, he left out all of the fun, delightful, like, Flitwick dancing, like all of the professors letting loose, and it like in it actually is a moment in the books of like faculty or people to make your choice. The, the real stuff's going on. Um, so because you did so bad, and I'm mad at you for it, and I think the Yule Ball isn't it's a terrible pick at three anyway. I have to choose Cinderella's Ball because at least it was like the main part of an epic fairy tale, um, and not like a side piece of the fourth book of. A seven Challenge well series. used by me. Thank you. All right, I'm gonna move on. Um, one of my was that really your things. number three? That was my. That was the other thing I had. Was that really me? your actual number? Yeah. Was that the highest thing left on your list with Cinderella's ball? No, it just was yeah. another ball. That's that's why I was mad at you for doing that. <laughs> that's fine. I don't care. I didn't want to pick the Yule ball. I don't want to pick Cinderella's ball either. You both suck. But it's Cinderella's it, ball. It's. <laughs> it might be the most famous ball to ever take place in literary history. What a well, yeah. Okay. I think you should have chosen the Winters true. The Winters that's Ball where Alexander Hamilton met his his wife. Yeah. All right. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> events every year uh, with these gents and several others is uh, New Year's Eve. As we watch the ball drop in New York City, um, in Times Square, um, and it's just that emotional moment where we say Happy New Year. And I don't have cable, so it's always a good four to five minutes after the New Year's already happened. But we don't care um, because we're about to go outside and smoke cigars afterward and really have a great time. So the, the, the New York City ball drop ball is what I would submit it for. Among the most famous balls in the world. In the United States. I'm gonna challenge. Um, good. With the with the <laughs> with the classic <laughs> game, ball in a cup. Bolt. Where where there's a little cup and the string. No, no, ball we know. Ball yeah, ball no, we know the game. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It got lots of people through a lot of hard times, um, and uh, it? it's it's. I think I think it's more recognizable worldwide, which our podcast is. It's worldwide. Uh, than the New York City ball drop. 
Oh, yeah, our podcast is distributed worldwide. Great, uh, great Family Guy moment. Uh, it is. The ball in the it is a great commercial. Family Guy moment. Okay. Um, that okay. too. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll let you go first this time. I uh, actually think the New Year's ball is stupid, and I don't like it as a way to bring in the new year. I think it's just an overrated, dumb... Oh, look, the ball dropped super slowly for the last 45 seconds. What is the point of it? Just, it's midnight. I'd rather you shoot off confetti and a bunch of fireworks without this stupid ball. So I'm choosing ball in the country gets puberty. Cool. Because I think that Flynn has chosen maybe the second worst ball that could be on this list. (laughs) Um, and that is better than the worst ball that could be on this list. So, ouch, ouch. well done, Flynn. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I completely agree with you, Huffcap. I, <laughs> I have maybe uh, watched yes, the ball, ball drop <laughs> once ever. And and Kevin, in your argument, you said we don't really watch the ball drop. We go then we go straight to smoke cigars. That just devalues that entire ball. Yeah, nobody cares about it. Yeah. We could absolutely Flynn. have the same New Year's party whether that ball drops or not. Yes. And I want but to make clearly, it clear. Flynn, had, Flynn was in a tough spot at one point in his life, and ball in a cup was the only thing that got him through. So I really think we need to accept that. <laughs> that's some, that's some Maysville-level bullshit I've, I've, I've ever heard. But okay, that's fine. So ball in a cup is at four. Unfortunately, yeah. so. Ball in a cup I, is four. I will say it does not deserve to be there, but <laughs> no. here we are. But neither, neither does Cinderella's ball. Our top two were great. That's because I chose them, and then it goes bad. <laughs> There, there were very few parameters here. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good I know, stuff. and that's why it was going to be so great. We were going to bring in a diverse set of amazing balls, and instead we've got this shit. <laughs> Hang on, I'm Googling balls to fill in my list. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Chicken cock So, balls. Kevin, yeah, I was going to say, what is your recent search history? <laughs> oh, you know. Balls and chicken cocks and stuff. Colin, right. we're up to you at five. We are up to you at five. So, Colin's I'm like, so soccer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have we thought about soccer? I am going to keep it simple. <laughs> and I feel like this is actually a strong one, especially at number five. It's something that I think everyone here would have a blast with if we were all hanging out together. It is a kind of ball. And it is a Super Bowl or a bouncy ball. It goes crazy. I like bouncy balls. We will have if us four were in a room, we had a bouncy ball. We would have a blast, and you all know this for sure. So I all like the the three of us only have vetoes left, mm-hmm. and <laughs> bouncy ball was on my list. So I will not be vetoing yeah. here because it is a worthy ball. <sighs> It is not the fifth best ball, that's for sure. It is a ball. It is a ball, but I'm never going to be more powerful than it is right now. Uh, It is when it is when you might put up the New Year's ball again. Yeah, it is. It is when I might do that again. I don't know. I'm not doing anything. All right, Super Bowl it is. Colin, what I was hoping for when you were going to keep it, uh, I thought you were going to keep it with soccer. Because there is a particular soccer ball that is worthy of this list. It is the one ball that I actually would be very envious if any of you all had in your possession. And that's the Ballon d'Or, or the Golden Ball, 
that is awarded to the best soccer player in the world. If you won that, you would be the greatest in the world for the last year at the most worldwide sport of all time. It is literally gold. It's it's an amazing ball and definitely one of the top ten balls in the world. So veto it if you all I would like. I don't feel strongly. <laughs> Colin has a uh, challenge and a veto. Yeah, but he, I, yeah, I feel like Kevin Colin has loves a veto. this. One. I have a veto. Uh, I was like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I try to get soccer ball. This is soccer related, <laughs> so like, this is the- I'm good. And that was. I just let bouncy ball stay. I'm not going to come at this actually good argument. So <laughs> and that was at six, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like okay. Lionel Messi is at six, basically. <laughs> okay. So how do we feel about the golden snitch? Ah, uh, it's round. It's a it's, flying. It counts. Ball. It counts. I think the quaffle ball doesn't have to row. Count. All yeah. of them are balls. Okay. Okay, just making sure that I'm, I'm – because uh, I'm not putting it here uh, because I, I feel more strongly about something. I just wanted to check everyone's, you know, temperature here. Um, Flynn, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Pokeball. Since Ooh. when do you check temperature? That was on my list too. Versus just sliding in the stupid thing you want at the end. You're going to actually check our temperature you know. on the Golden Snitch? <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's not as ridiculous as I can be, oh, Camp. Okay? That's a normal thing for me. Multiverse so, but I'm going to go with If someone asked forget. you to describe the Golden Snitch, you'd be like, picture a gold ball with wings. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making sure. It didn't have to have the word ball in the title. What did you say? That's, that's my whole thing. I said Pokeball. I'm perfectly okay with that. At seven. Seven, I feel like it's very, very reasonable here. Are we on seven or six? This is seven. This is number seven. Seven. I'm good at it. The world. Yeah. yeah. As someone that has has no emotional attachment to a Pokeball, I'm fine with it off the list, dude. It means nothing to I me. I also didn't care if I got the Yule Ball on here. I just wanted to give it a shout-out. At three. <laughs> That's not the place for shout-outs. That's the place for proper <laughs> ranking. <laughs> we have a task. The people have expectations of us. Like, my, and it's My priorities like are making sure that my ridiculous stuff is shouted out and then actually putting stuff up. At the first <laughs> possible chance. And then what you did yeah. was brought Kevin down to your bullshit level. And he's like, yeah, you know what? We're I ranking did. balls on this one. I like one. This rank the same type of ball, even though it's number nine on my list. And he left <laughs> off all the other balls that should have been the one on the list ahead of it. Now the whole ranking's skewed. This is your so fault. seven is Pokeball unless someone does something, which they shouldn't. It's going to get heated late. <laughs> Colin's yeah. just loaded. <laughs> number eight. <laughs> Kevin? Who's up with number eight? I am. Kevin. Kevin. There's a ball that I had an emotional attachment to as a child because you can't watch John Elway throw it out of a football stadium and not be like, oh my God, this is the most is the incredible the ball that's ever been created. No, just a and it's the, it's the Vortex football. The Vortex football is just an incredible... Like, if one ball from an actual made-up sport is going to make this list, the Vortex football is just 
got to be it. It it was revolutionary in its time. Every '90s kid had one, and I still have one. And we enjoyed throwing it. Thought you were an '80s kid. Party on the beach. Shut the <laughs> up. And I, I think the vortex. '60s. The way it, the way that it would, they added the whistle so it would scream when you threw it. It was just awesome. Everybody who grew up our age knows <laughs> the way they added the whistle, so that way you knew when you threw it there was a person dying inside and emotionally scarred <laughs> from this like screaming screech of a banshee as you hurled it and murdered yes. the person inside yes. the vortex. Amazing addition! It was awesome. It was awesome. The vortex football is one of my favorite balls of all time. It deserves to be on this list. At eight. Yeah, I'm gonna veto it. Yeah, okay. Ooh, straight beat. That was close. Right. Yep. Mm. The man had a challenge. Colin, you are now up at eight. I definitely agree with your veto. The vortex does not deserve Agreed, yeah. I was, I was close. I'm going to use an also growing up emotional ball. One that we all love to jump in and explore in. And that is the ball pit ball. Just just one ball from the ball pit, or you just want to take the whole ball pit? You got it. I mean, I'm taking. <laughs> you can take the whole ball. I'm pit. taking the all. Yeah, all we're gonna let you take pit. that. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Decision. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. Absolutely. No. We're yeah. not gonna allow him to take the whole ball pit. We're ranking balls, not groups of balls. I thought you said balls. There's an S on that. Like you can we're choose the eight ball, but you can't choose billiards balls. That's bullshit. You can you can choose you can choose a pool ball. No. I'm definitely allowing a ball pit. Um, yeah, I am too. Well, I lost my first lost my first tooth in a ball pit. Well, it's it's it, it's vetoed. It's vetoed. It is vetoed. Cake ball. Cake ball. What a ball. <laughs> What a great ball. <laughs> Not what? on my list. Cake Not balls. on my list. I, I also have Smash Oreo either. ball. Um, it's, it's no, those, are, are, those are different. Those man. are different balls. They're I didn't think Dessert about balls. food, man. Oreo balls, cake balls, oh, man. Meatballs? We're going to leave meatballs <laughs> on this oh, list? Gosh. Holy shit. I forgot about food. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man. I definitely did forget about Oreo meatballs. Oreo balls was on my list, and cake ball was not. Garlic knots are I'm, basically balls, too. I would go back to five. Can we go back, back, to, oh we go back to three and start over? Could you imagine challenging with meatballs, Kevin? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have so many things. <laughs> this is great. Oh, it, God. It, I don't, yeah, in my mind, me cake balls include all of, like, the Oreo balls, dessert balls, like that. Are we going to allow that, though? Colin is very adamant that they're different. <sighs> What's that? Oreo they are different, different, but they're not both going to make the list. So we're just going to say yeah, that said, they're all yeah, different. Yeah, I, <laughs> I said cake balls. We're going to do yeah. cake balls and, uh, and Oreo balls. Flynn once, Flynn once made brownies incorrectly and just rolled the brownies into balls and brought them into the office. Who bakes brownies incorrectly? Anyone, if you were to say, we could I'm have I'm not good at baking. Who wants cake? The answer is like a lukewarm whatever. If you say, who wants a cake Colin, ball, did you just make fun of like my baking fists. abilities? <laughs> yeah, Colin. I need you, to tell you, a story. Colin, you cannot <laughs> talk about baking abilities. <laughs> Colin, one time, was decided to have a party <laughs> no, and no, bake no. Oh, no, no there was more than that. <laughs> It was, oh it's yeah, super, it was soft Kevin, super, super soft birthday, super soft birthday party, and Ke- and and Colin was like, "I'm gonna make cupcakes and decide." And what what did you mess up? It was like teaspoons and tablespoons, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, they were in. rock hard. 
Hofgamp took one, threw it at your wall, and it no, stuck no, to no, the no, wall. No, no, I wasn't going to do that <laughs> until I was like the third person to throw one of them. And I looked at him and I was like, they were I was very well You made baseballs. He works <laughs> out, and he, he could put a hole through a wall with one of these cupcakes. And Hofgamp was going to wait till oh he did it. Because he worked out. <laughs> I was. I yeah, didn't want to. But be, Colin just look, made fun of me. I had a reputation. For Colin my was like, abilities. "Okay, don't you dare!" Before it got started, and then like three other people do it, and I was like, "Really?" And I'm the one that's forbidden. And I th- at that point, it was too late. You know? he, Ron Barr is stuck in my head. Ron Barr was stuck in my head. That was I opened. Uh, I'm also extremely disappointed that um, I don't know. I have to bring civility to this balls to these balls. Like, oh my gosh. I definitely would have put up meatballs before the Vortex. The f- I challenge with bourbon balls. That's a food. No, and you guys, at that point in time, didn't think that food was an option? That was more of an it alcohol It didn't take until thing. cake balls at eight that <laughs> you were like, food. I'm still processing the fact that, you know, Space Jam was the best basketball movie of all time. I'm done. I'm done with this list. You guys have tainted it in ways that... Um, I, it's already whatever. off the rails. It's so I'm going with... Rails. I'm going with melon balls. Are you kidding like the me? Little melon ballers. Yeah. You know I I'm, hate honeydew. You know I have a personal I know. vendetta against honeydew, and I'm out of stuff. Are you? No, what did yeah. you veto? Oh yeah. I just vetoed. Oh yeah, you vetoed whatever. Colin. Colin. Colin did. Colin, did you just veto? <laughs> or did you challenge? Colin, what vetoed, did you say? Colin vetoed me. He still yeah. has a challenge. Hovecamp still has a veto. That's all that's left. And I still have a veto. Wait, are, and we're on eight. I still have a veto. No, we're, we're on, on eight. nine. Nine? This is nine. I'm going to challenge. Okay, you win. Yeah. And I feel like we, we've all been avoiding it, but I think it's 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 fair to call out. Testicles. <laughs> testicles? Yeah. They reproduce. Uh, I had testicles. Te- <laughs> testicles was an eight. Testicles was an eight on my list. So this is one spot lower, and I'm fine with it. Why is this Testicles should have been on all. Did y'all forget about those balls too? Yeah. What no. the fuck was your list? Have you ever list? had cantaloupe? That's. Uh, have you ever had cantaloupe in ball form? That's. That's my real question you to, to you. Okay. Flynn, I'll hear your. I'll I would much rather seconds. have. I would much rather have my testicles and a slice of cantaloupe as opposed to a ball. So but would you rather have testicles? Would you rather have one less testicle and you could only eat honeydew melon? As your melon for the rest of your life. Because I think I, was, I would choose one testicle. <laughs> to have other melons. I don't want... The honey, point... Honeydew sucks. Here, Here is my I, argument. I don't, for you testicles. don't need to argue this. Uh, I, you <laughs> oh, no. Yes, you do. Oh, no. Comment, yeah, hang on. Uh, you're right. That was my fault. Okay. Take out good content with uh, ease of voting. Go ahead. So, Flynn made the argument, has he ever had cantaloupe in ball form? Would you want to have the invert? You can have cantaloupe. Just it tastes great as cantaloupe. Focus on the testicles for your argument. I, I was going to say this is <laughs> yeah. a weird way to go about this. Have you ever tasted? <laughs> nope, testicles? nope. Keep making the argument. <laughs> you might argue my win here. You just keep going. You're doing a bad job, dude. Okay, one is survival of human life, and just reproducing. And the other is testicles. Antelope, wait, cantaloupe survival of human life. Cantaloupe's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just one type of melon. (laughs) Yeah. You could have watermelon. You could have honeydew. You could have other melons that I'm not remembering right now. So testicles are at nine? 
Yes, <laughs> testicles are in there. Maybe. And hum- Unless you choose melon balls. <laughs> no, I chose testicles. Nope. Yeah, I chose testicles. Okay. Yeah, we testicles all chose were testicles. literally number this, eight on my list. This moved on a while ago. Huffcamp, <laughs> what's the 10th best ball of all time? Who has no, stuff it's here? Not, it's not who me, has it's stuff Colin. Here? Oh, Colin gets it. Oh, God, I'm up again. Who has who right? has stuff still? I have a veto still. Colin also can veto. I have a veto still. Uh, no, he can't. No, Colin, Colin has a veto. Colin's out of stuff, but he's up. And then Flynn and I There are two vetoes. vetoes available that would allow for Flynn to choose the 10th? No. Because one of us would have to veto Colin, then one of us would have to veto me, and then it would go to you. No. Kevin. Then it goes fourth. to me. Flynn, you just put up Melon Baller, so then Kevin's up. Yeah, Kevin's up. I'm but Kevin's up. up. Oh, Kevin, you get Kevin. to decide 10, Damn with it. Flynn and I having vetoes. Oh. <laughs> Apologies for trying to circumvent the rest. Meatballs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm going to go, <laughs> go with meatballs. I mean, I had, I had, I had some uh, awesome arguments for um, the American football because of fantasy football. Hmm. Of wiffle ball for both wiffle ball and um, pickleball. Mm. I had some other arguments that were on the list. Uh, Lavar ball, hilarious. Uh, but I decided to go with with um, and and honestly, testicles was. Next I can't on believe my list too. I can't believe you didn't choose tennis balls because they're so helpful with your walker. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious point. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, but I'm gonna go with whatever. Like I said, because I think it's, I think it's the right. Meatballs. I think meatballs are the right choice because uh, they're great. Uh, they they come on subs. They come on spaghetti. They come by themselves. Meatballs are awesome, and I think please you guys can't, stop saying that way. You freezing, bro? You can't. You can't. Like, everywhere. I mean, you. Can't. After testicles, you can't say it that way. You can't, in good faith. Veto meatballs. You all love meatballs. I've watched all of you consume meatballs vigorously, uh, and I know you love them. So God, I used it. to. I used to vigorously consume meatballs twice a week. I've had to switch. I'm saying. I am saying. My kid eats meatballs. Like it's veto. What the? Fuck? I knew he was gonna do it. I'm not. I'm not leaving this. I'm not leaving this without using it. So I'm. I'm using it right now. You're veto. gonna veto meatballs. Yeah, I want to see what else we have. are not the top ten balls of all time. No meatballs. Mm-hmm. You're a yep. bad person. You didn't even know that I'm was an my option trust. until number eight, Kevin. So I, right? I grew, Your anger I, is noted, but I grew and learned as a human. I'm putting my trust in Colin and Hofkamp. That's a terrible You're putting your trust in Because me. Hofkamp be decides. I'd be shocked if I don't veto. I, I, I'm, I'm, I want. I'm, 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 <laughs> you could trust Colin here. Colin, meatballs we'll can't be ten. What's ten? I was gonna go football. Oh my god! Are you going with football? Yeah, yeah, I'm vetoing it. <laughs> Number ten <sighs> on the list, as decided by me and only me. The tennis ball is very versatile, not just for the walker use, but can I make a point that I would like you to choose one that I haven't said yet and no one had said yet? Sure, you can. You can. The ball. I will allow pen. you guys to submit nominations. Ooh. The ballpoint pen is revolutionary. I don't need an argument I, because I don't. I know what a ballpoint pen is, and I don't care about it. Uh, Colin, would you like to nominate <laughs> <Damn> something? <laughs> I, I nominated and you vetoed it. You, you can now nominate something that actually can be 10. 
there's there's several more balls on my he's list. He's asking he's asking for for I'm audience soliciting your old advice. Um, and then I will ignore it and do what I want. But I want to know what you I'm going to text Lauren to name a ball. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I, I, I hope she goes. I hope she has named your balls and says, oh, you know, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> like the archangel. Why would, be, why, why would one be such a normal name? Like, it's an archangel. That's so funny. <laughs> we know Michaels. Like... <laughs> Baseballs. Ooh. Solid nomination, Colin. Kevin, would you like to nominate? Ballerina. I mean, the obvious answer for me is baseball, but I've, I'm going to go with something that's a little bit more unique and I think deserves the shout-out, and I'm putting it at 10, and that's bouting balls, which is like the Chinese-Asian stress balls that you just have like two of the little marbles in your hand, and you just slowly turn them around the whole time. And you just do this, and it's incredibly relaxing, and I absolutely love them. And I've done them with baseballs before. Well, I vetoed meatballs for this. I you know did. you did. And this is what happens, Flynn, when you play and the I love game you for this. to put bouting balls I, at I, the end. And you just, I you love just hold you them in your this. hand and you twist like, it. I love the chaos. I love it makes Kevin angry. I love everything about this. I am angry. I'm not exactly happy <laughs> I mean, if you've never had, If you've never picked up a pair of bouting balls... And just held them in your hand and turned them over and over and over again. Um, they're so smooth and it's just like they're, they're, they kind of clink a little bit. Italian. And it's barbecue. so great. It's there so are meatballs great. for everybody. Are you kidding me? This was a problem. Vortex is where it all put, fell off the rails for me. I think I should have No, it fell off there. the rails because you didn't challenge the Yule Ball with meatballs. I challenged you Yule Ball with meatball a different on the ball. list. I will not apologize for challenging ball on ball. That was ball on ball action, and I chose everything. You were always going to challenge ball on ball. That's the whole point of the exercise. <laughs> I challenged dancing ball on dancing ball action, and I chose it, and I'm happy with it. Number one, best ball of all time, the bourbon ball. Number two, the Lucille ball. Number three, Cinderella's ball. Number four, ball in a cup. Number five, the Super Bowl. <laughs> One of these is not like the other, I agree. <laughs> Number six, the Ballon d'Or. Number seven, the Pokeball. That was bad. We shouldn't have done that either. We shouldn't have done the Ballon d'Or? We absolutely no, should have done the Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or is the Pokeball. The Pokeball absolutely deserves to be there. Agreed. Uh, number eight is Cake Balls. Cake Balls. Number nine, Testicles. Testicles. <laughs> it deserves to be on the list. Sure. Uh, and number 10 is Bouting Balls. <laughs> bouting. No sports balls. B-A-O-D-I-N-G. No, uh, zero sports balls make the list. I love it. Baseball Everybody. was very high up on my <laughs> list, but I had to switch it. <laughs> I genuinely had Bouting Balls. Four is, is the best thing I've ever done. Like, <laughs> Everybody agrees. Ball in a cup at number four is the best thing I've ever done. It is, the, it is oh the most gosh. accomplished I've ever seen you be. Could you have, I mean, like, oh and you challenged the New Year's Eve ball. <laughs> like, the ball drop with ball in a cup. And, and this podcast was like, God, that New Year's ball sucks. You know what's better? This <laughs> shitty little plastic Jeez. ball attached to a screen and a glorified ball ice cup. cream cone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I agree. It was you, the you best all, of all. You both agreed. Everybody but me agreed. I regret I'll stand by that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, gentlemen, pods, and friends of pods, hey, if you're friend if you're pod if you're dating a pod and just got stuck listening to this episode and we just ranked balls and you were like uh what are you listening to again um <laughs> you didn't ask for it and you never do but we gave it to you anyway so have a drink on us and we will see you next week and by next week i mean probably like a year from now we release never. <laughs> yeah we're real bad at this right now sporadic when <laughs> play the outro you drunk ass I already did. You played. There we go. It takes 15 seconds. Let's show both of his hands. Yeah, I told you. I told you. It's been playing for 15 seconds. That was magic to me. That was great. I already did. time (laughs) Uh, you had a weird time